This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I'm Chad. Back and two weeks in a row. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Nubs, the rooster. He is on it this morning. I mean, he is like going crazy out there. So I'm sure everybody will hear him. Well, wait, 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 wait. Are you saying we have a guest star of Red Rooster today on the show? No. Now, this is, I don't think this would be the Terry Taylor version. Although, if you wanted to call him up, I'm sure we could get some interesting stories. <laughs> oh, man. You have no idea. No idea. <laughs> what a brother. Yes, Nubs is a Red Rooster, but not you- the. Uh, not of the uh, Terry Taylor or even the Chris Michaels flavor. So, is it the one that Cannon super kicked and put back in his place? No. That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, that's actually Checkers. That was the Dominator <laughs> Rooster. Uh, oh man! Oh man! It, it that was funny. And and if it wasn't been for Peta getting all over me, I would have posted that on social media. <laughs> Listen, who cares? We already yeah. got people all over us anyway. Just go ahead and add Peta to the list. <laughs> Cannon uh, flat super kicked that thing. He told me one day, he's like, Daddy, when I go in to get the eggs and when I when I go in to feed, that rooster is, you know, and they've always been pets, like all their since since he's had them, you know. I mean, he's yeah. petting them and holding them and everything. And, I guess it's like, uh, I don't know, teenage years and their testosterone starting to flow through them or something, and they think they're big and bad. But I said, well, I said, uh, just kick him, son. He'll he'll yeah. like. So he goes in the other day, and I'm watching, and I, I'm videoing because I know it's going to be good because he's already mad at this thing. And then he he walks in there, and that rooster just runs up to him, and he kicks him right in the beak. <laughs> You show me the video. Rooster does a double backflip, and I said, "Yeah." And he's not messed with him since, so I guess yep. he, I guess he's smart and got the, got the lesson out of it. I love it. Oh man, the kid's great. <laughs> but so, what's going on in the in the uh, ministry world? I know you guys started the stuff, the Boys and Girls Club, right? Yeah, man. Uh, last Sunday, uh, we had our first uh, Kingdom Family Gathering at the Boys and Girls Club in Benton. Uh, and it was, it was, it was great. Um, and so we're looking forward to doing that. The plan is to be there every Sunday evening. Uh, Brandon and Denna are, are going to be leading the vertical youth. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're having youth group meetings at 5 PM on Sunday evenings. So, uh, everybody 12 and up is, is, you know, welcome to come and and join that group and and be fed there and and give their input and just grow in the Lord. And then after they get finished, uh, you know, we say six, but you know, we let the Lord lead. So whenever they get finished, uh, it was like fifteen after or something last week. And then yeah. you know, we go into worship and and the Word and whatever whatever the Lord leads, man. But I, I really I love. Uh, I love the model that we're doing. And actually, you know, it, it was kind of given uh, to us whenever, you know, I remember talking to you and, and we had this idea like, this is what we feel like the Lord is telling us to do. When we first did the wrestling for the faith, um, you know, in McDonald, the wrestling for the faith live, yeah. you know, um, and then we started doing the kingdom family gatherings and it was just all of us 
no matter how how big the circle had to be, I mean, we just pull up chairs and kind of sit in a circle, look at each other, and all you know, just that way. It's not like I, I'm. What I feel like the Lord is doing, and I know that some are going to disagree because, uh, you know, there are some people out there who just want to be superstar preachers, and they're only in the ministry because they want to, uh, they want to gain a following and have a bunch of followers on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and and they want to be famous. Uh, but I believe that the Lord is doing away with spectator Christianity. Uh, I believe that he's doing away with celebrity Christianity and that, you know, he's bringing it back into a, uh, a kingdom family model, a kingdom right. family gathering. That's why we call, that's why we call our gatherings that. And I, I told everybody last week, I said, I, I'm not, I'm not saying we're here trying to start a church or I don't know what we're doing. We're just doing whatever the Holy spirit leads us, but mm. it don't matter who you are what background you come from, what church you come from, what denomination you come from, you know, everybody's welcome to join us and just, you know, just grow together. And, you know, one of the things that I've always tried to do, no matter where I'm at is the, uh, you know, after I finish a message, you know, the Lord showed me a while back to ask people if they had any questions, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, there'll be a message and then there'll be discussion for however long that lasts. And I just really feel that it's important for people to actually grow instead of go in uh, and be a spectator and watch somebody up on a stage and listen to what they have to say and then leave there scratching their head thinking, I'm not quite sure that I understood what he was talking about. Right. You know, so I like to give everybody the opportunity to ask their questions. And if I don't know the answer, Hey, we'll pray on it and we'll, we'll study on it and dig. And, you know, so, uh, you know, I don't know everything and we don't know everything, but I, I always tell people the only stupid question is the one that you don't ask. Right. Yeah, no. And it is so important. And so great that you've been bringing this stuff up, uh, because really two things I had a, a pastor friend of mine this past week, maybe Monday morning guy I've preached for in Florida before, Planted a church, I guess it was last maybe um, August or so, uh, as for prayer because he's have he's having some members and uh, people who helped him originally plant start to leave the church because, uh, in his words and I guess quotations of their words was there's not enough stuff quote unquote stuff for us at this church and it's breaking his heart man because I know this pastor's heart I, I don't want to say his name just you know, out, of, out of respect unless he wants me to but. Um, that's what we've, that's what churches become. Like, what kind of stuff can you offer me? What kind of, um, you know, listen, I go to a church with, with stage and, uh, lights and music and stuff like that, but I know my pastor's heart and it's not about stuff. It's about making disciples. And that's yeah. important. You say that because you mentioned earlier that you ask the questions you let, you let your, let the teens or whoever's there put in input. And that's Luke, the Bible says, go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say go to church on a Sunday uh, be spoon fed and then come back next Sunday. No, it says go make disciples, man. And I think that's important with what you're going into. Also moving forward with, with, uh Oh, we have a guest. Oh, we got another guest. There she is. My How are lady you doing, going to school. Uh -huh. You're going to school. You want to say, Hey, Hi. All right. I don't know if we can hear her because of my headphones, but this is Ava Grace. 
I don't know. Here, let me take the headphones off. Hold on a minute. <laughs> How about now? Can you hear? Mm-hmm. I can hear. Yeah. Say hey. Hi. Say hey, wrestling for the faith. Can you see all that? <laughs> You're live on the podcast, baby girl. Live on the podcast, baby. She lost the tooth last night. Uh oh. Yeah. I see all it. Right. <laughs> school. All right. I love you. Have a good day. I'll talk to you in a little bit, okay? Pull that door shut for me. (laughs) Good deal, man. Yeah, we had guests there. My six-year-old daughter, Ava Grace, heading off to school, lost the tooth last night. Um, Lost track. Okay, so, yeah, talking about my pastor buddy who has these folks leaving the church because we don't offer enough stuff. Uh, You you mentioned, and I think that that we're doing away with this superstar Christianity. Mm-hmm. superstar preachers and stuff like that. And real quick, Shane Pruitt, a guy I follow on Twitter. Yeah. Check him out. He posted this the other day and I wanted to read it. It said, Gen Z is the least religious, overly entertained generation in history. Mm-hmm. So the primary role of college pastors and student pastors is not to be entertainers or even organizers. The primary role is to be evangelists, missionaries, and disciple makers. This is the greatest need. And me and my buddy, Alex have come together. You met Alex, um, Casey, I think we're going to try and have him on the podcast, work some ministries here in North Carolina. We've come together and we're going to start doing just him and I basically Bible study, but more digging. Mm -hmm. And we truly feel that it's going to turn into something kind of what you guys are doing in Tennessee, where it's more of a discipleship program. He has his hands in with a lot of teens. Uh, That's really where our heart is, like all of our hearts. You look at the remnant youth retreat. Uh, just making disciples, man, and not not sugarcoating, you know, what's being taught in the Bible. Yeah. We want to be sure that these kids are equipped, that they know their identity, that when they go through a season I'm going through or, or Lord, you're going through or basically anybody listening is going through a season. Then instead of just going, oh, God, forget this. You don't exist. You don't love me. No, we we may sit and we may go, well, why is this happening? But we're also digging into the word and saying, Lord man, reveal yourself in this season. And that's what, you know, to me, disciples are. Disciples are making these, we got these teens who are being tacked on every different avenue, social media, schools, TV, all this stuff, man. And we have to start early. We have to start guarding their minds. We have to start teaching them the word. That's why it's important to have a kingdom gathering thing like that, where you guys have a discussion instead of you feeding them. And then, like you said, they walk off going, and what did that even mean? Mm-hmm. And half of the time, a 12 year old, 14 year old, it's very rare that they're going to go, well, let me go dig on my own. Yeah. But if you start this conversation with them, start to open up the doors for them, they start to understand things and it makes them want to know more. So dude, that's where we are right now. I think our hearts, all of our hearts, you in Tennessee, your family, me here in North Carolina with some buddies I'm speaking with is really just about, dude, it's, it's, <laughs> It's not going to a church that at 12, 15, everybody's looking at their watch going, man, when's this pastor going to wrap it up? Yeah. I got to go. You know, it's going to a church where, where we're hungry or where like we did at Remnant Youth Retreat, we sit in a circle for three, three and a half hours. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's getting stir crazy. You know, uh, none of that stuff. Nobody's bored. People are crying. People are testifying. The Holy Spirit's moving. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> You know, you mentioned programs and you mentioned being entertained. And and one of the things that I really feel that the Lord is wanting to bring things back into uh, is 
true discipleship because like you said, a lot of people go to church. There's a lot of people who go to church, but uh, a lot of the people who are in the church every time the doors are open don't have an actual personal relationship with Jesus. Right. There's so many out there who think, oh, well, I go to church, so that's going to get me to heaven and, and I'm all good. And, you know, they they go to church and they listen to somebody, like you said, spoon feed them, and then they go home and don't think about God for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't dig in the word. They don't they don't pray. They don't seek the Lord's direction for their lives. And so I really believe that that is a, a huge, huge issue uh, I can speak for America, but I don't know about the rest of the world because I've not preached around the rest of the world and went to church around the rest of the world. But for for a big part, a lot of our churches are just focused on going in, sitting there, listening to whoever is up on the stage. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of great, charismatic and talented, gifted worship leaders and preachers who got very charismatic messages and they can manipulate you into getting a chill bump and, and they can make you feel all warm and fuzzy and make you get excited and make you want to run and shout and jump. And like I told them Sunday, if the Holy spirit leads you to do that, then that's totally fine. You, you worship however the spirit leads you to worship, but we need to know the, un, the, we need to have an understanding the difference between hype and the anointing. And, and I believe too many of our churches, it's all about hype. It's all about a pep rally. You got people up there saying, Hey, jump like me and shout like me and worship like me. And Oh yeah. brother. I, and I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's garbage. I'm sorry. It just is, and I don't believe that that's what the early church was, and I believe that that the Lord is really bringing us back to uh, humble beginnings where we are, we're, we're family, we're coming together, we're breaking bread together, we're growing together, we're talking together, we're actually community, not just, hey, I'm a superstar preacher and a superstar worship team, and I'm going to go and be entertained by them for an hour or two on Sunday. No, I'm going to go, and I'm going I'm going to be fed, but I'm also going to, to learn in that process to be feeding myself. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, like Paul says, um, there's a lot of people who they've sat on the pews for years and years and, and they're still wanting to be fed the milk, right? Uh, but they're never, they won't eat the meat. And so, you know, our job not only is to feed people, but to teach them to feed themselves and to have that true personal relationship with Jesus. And I believe that that's really what the, you know, that's what my heart is. And I, I've, I've seen, several others that I feel like the Lord is stirring that in. So I believe that's what's coming. And, uh, and I believe he's just doing away with some of the superstar junk. I think so. <clears throat> and I think the, the, just the whole media aspect of, of America, we got so comfortable with that, that for most people, like, I think what's happening with uh, my buddy in, in Florida is his church doesn't offer that quote unquote stuff. You know, maybe it's a smaller church where down the road they got someone where they can walk in and, hey, I love coffee. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can walk in and get you a nice frappuccino or whatever you like to drink. You know, you go in, there's big stages, there's big lights. It's, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, a, it's tickling their fancy or whatnot. You yeah. know what I mean, man? And I got a friend of mine, Tony, he goes to Honduras once a year for mission trip yeah. and he sends me pictures, man. And he sends me pictures of, of them in, in dirty fields, working with cows, uh, in schoolhouses that are packed to the brim. And I'm sure it's hot. They go in these small huts where these people live, like families of four or five and six living in a hut with two bedrooms, bro. And these people are hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are hungry. And I think that's what the book of Acts was like. I yes. think they, they, they knew that they were going to be persecuted, but there was a hunger. They wasn't screaming and shouting. Of course they didn't have big lights and stuff like that back then, but it was a more intimate moment where, where Peter was preaching the gospel and, and just giving these people what true life was teaching them about Christ, someone who had walked with Christ, you know? And that's what, man, I think that's, um, gosh, there's a, there's a point where Dr. Brown said it revival or we die. Mm-hmm. And here in America, he's been writing about it since 1991. I may be wrong on that date, but I know I've, I've seen some books of his from the nineties where he was speaking about a lot of the things that are happening right now in America, you yeah. know, uh, drag queens going into schools and churches and, and all this stuff. And, and just the homosexuality, abortion, uh, just the sugared watered down gospel instead of people really chasing after that fire. Um, but I did encourage my friend um, in Florida, kind of like you and I've talked about of there is a remnant. Yes. Don't think, don't think you're alone and, and you're seeking after the Lord. You know, if you're, you're getting made fun of or, or ridiculed because like what you want to, you want a Bible study tonight instead of going out, you know, with your friends or what do you mean? You only watch one hour of TV a week because it's garbage. You know what I mean? But there, there's, there's a remnant man that's chasing after the Lord. I think we experienced that in August. Mm-hmm. I think you're experiencing it now with what you're doing. I truly believe with what the Lord's uh, kind of hopefully calling Alex and I into, we're going to start to experience it. Yeah. What it is, is, is pulling yourself together with like-minded individuals. And it's okay to have a, a Timothy like Paul had that you got to kind of lead and guide him and, and disciple him or her. <clears throat> but it's also very important. I think to have, you know, a friend like you and I, <clears throat> excuse me, you and I who are um, <clears throat> chasing after the same thing. Yeah. We can go to each other every single day. We're kind of a, 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 a prayer partners, battle buddies as man camp calls it. But it's also important to have that, Dr. Brown, like I have in my life, someone who is pouring into you, someone you can go to, uh, and say, okay, what does this mean? Or how do I navigate through this season or, you know, vice versa, man. But it's, you know, that's what it's about, bro, is there's a remnant rising that's hungry for the Lord. Um, it's really about just storing the word in your heart. We've said that before, storing the word in your heart, knowing God's word to be able to fight that battle and to teach others. Right. One thing that I that I you know made clear, uh, the message that I preached last last week uh, was kind of about uh, the vision, and I, I didn't realize it was the vision until after I had finished, uh, and and I was like, hey, wait a minute, that was kind of, but uh, you know, I I took them to First Kings chapter nineteen, and yep. you know, it, it talks about how uh, there was there was a wind that passed by, you know, Elijah's in the cave. God tells him step out on the mountain and and there's a wind that passes by and it says, but God was not in the wind. And then after the wind, there was an earthquake, but God was not in the earthquake. And then there was a fire, but God was not in the fire. 
and uh, and then a still small voice. And so, you know, I told I told them, I said, you know, it's great to be in a worship setting where, um, you know, the Holy Spirit's really moving. You know, people are on their face before the Lord. You know, you hear people crying and weeping or or, you know, whatever the expression that the Holy Spirit's bringing out of them, as long as it's truly the spirit, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and but a lot of times we have modeled we have this box in our mind and we think, okay, uh, well, unless it's my kind of worship music, uh, unless it's unless I've got my friends around unless the lights are down low and everything's dim and the the perfect setting is there, unless I'm in a room of a bunch of people, you know, I can't truly worship the Lord. And that's where the, the hype versus the anointing comes in uh, because Mm -hmm. too many of us have the spectator Christianity has, has got us focused on, on the wind, the earthquake and the fire. We want all the things that, that move us and give us a chill bump and, and where everything's shaking and we feel like, Oh, God's really doing something. But a lot of times uh, he's not in all of that. Right. Uh, a lot of times he's wanting you to get close to him and, and listen for that still small voice. And another thing that I you know talked about was Ephesians four. I've read it on the podcast before. I'm going to read a few verses again, but verse uh, beginning at verse 11, it says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And that's another thing that I feel like the Lord is really uh, in my heart bringing us back to uh, because it's the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher's job to equip the saints to go outside the doors of the church Mm -hmm. and preach the gospel to the world. It's it's our job. It's not our job to stand up there and look like superstars and and have, you know, worry about our millions of followers on Twitter and and, you know, try to try to make all these video clips to where we can we can be famous in social media's eyes. It's our job to equip the saints to go out and do the work of the ministry. And that's what another thing that spectator Christianity has brought about is so many people look at the person on the stage and they say, Oh, that's the guy who preaches the gospel. That's the guy who is winning people to the Lord. And that's where this model has come in of, Oh, I've got to get people to the church so that they can hear that guy preach the gospel. That's that was never what it was about. The church, and I mean, I told them, I, I'm totally fine if you bring people, bring bring as many people as you want to. I don't care if they're lost, if they're saved, I don't care. Bring them. But the church is not primarily a place for people to come in and go to the altar and get saved. The right. church is for the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher to equip you to go outside the walls and reach people out there. That's yeah. that's the whole that was the early church model. That's God's that's God's 
plan. It's not to, it's not, oh, we've got to get to this social club. It, it's, this is the equipping center. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. You're right, dude. And, 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 you know, I see my walk over the years as, as a boy, like go to church on Sunday and most Wednesdays, um, depending as I got into my twenties and early thirties, and that's what I did. But there was very little time where I would, and I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't, because there was moments I picked up the Bible, but there was moments where I thought, well, I'm just going on Sunday. I'm going on Wednesday. Like, Hey, I'm being fed. I'm doing my duty per mm-hmm. se, like yeah. duty as a Christian. I'm doing my good deeds as a, as a Christ follower. But deep down inside, I knew there was something wrong. I was convicted. I really was. I look back on it now. I was convicted through my years of alcohol and all these other things I went through. Uh, and I felt the Lord always whispering. I got more. I got more. And and I understand now, like I look at that that whisper from the Lord of I, I, I got more. He had more for me, but also in, and also was telling me, I have more for you to learn and more for you to eat upon if you'll just open up my word and go to my word and consume it. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't, I didn't realize that at the time, man. And now at 40, I sit here and I go, man, he's so true because I've went through a season where, you know, the past two months, we talked about last week with the divorce and all this stuff, man, where there's nights I would open up this, this, uh, the Bible and look at the words and just not, not know what to read. There'd be moments where it was like dry. I didn't know what, man, I just didn't know, but I'm thankful that Jesus is interceding on my behalf, but I, w- I would continue to press in. I would continue to press in. And now I feel like I'm starting to wait upon the Lord a little bit more. I'm starting to sit at his feet without distractions for the most part and just say, okay, feed me with your word. And there's things that's popping out that I've never seen before. God's laying things on my heart that he's wanted me to kind of, um, I think minister into others through this season. You know, that's important uh, for, 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 for the listeners out there is to understand, like Casey says, get away from that. Just that Sunday mentality of being, <laughs> there was a pastor came to our church one time and he said, there's a difference between a fan and a fanatic. Yeah. You know, a, a fan, you're going to come on Sundays, do your thing, but a fanatic, the fanatic goes to a football game. They dress up, they paint their bodies. They're, they're that fanatic throughout, you know, the whole week preparing for this football game. Why can't we be fanatics for Jesus Christ and fanatics for the word where we go on Sunday and we, 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 we fellowship with one another, but Monday through Saturday, we're in the word, man. We are fanatics about learning about Jesus. We are wanting more. We are sitting and waiting on the Lord. And there's going to be moments, bro, and you can contest this, that we sit and we wait. And there may, may not be anything mm-hmm. you think. But then three days later, there's like a revelation where you're like, holy moly. I was reading that two, two three days ago, but now it's starting to kind of feed my spirit. And that's when the Lord starts to work. It's, it's waiting on the Lord, bro. It's knowing that if you wait on him, if you digest his word, um, he's going to feed you. And it may not be right there when you want to, but he's going to feed you in the long run. Yeah. The, the word, is, you know, Jesus said he is the bread of life. Yep. You know? And so when you're feeding on the word and when you're in prayer, it's never in vain. A lot of times mm-hmm. you may feel like, okay, I'm not getting anything. You know, we always, I always say it. We always look for that law moment. You know, (laughs) we think every, every time, every time the Holy Spirit is instilling something in us, we're going to have this awesome feeling and this awesome moment. Uh, But a lot of times you can go through and read the word and feel dry and, and pray and feel dry and not, not, you know, no, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not getting anything out of this. Mm-hmm, and like sure. you said, days later, something will click. 
Or what I've had happen many times is I'm talking to somebody. Somebody comes up to me and starts sharing their situation. The Lord opens a door for me to share Jesus with them. And I start popping off with this stuff. And I'm thinking, where did that come from? I don't even remember that. And then, you know, the spirit like brings it to my mind. Hey, uh, that was stuff that you was reading six months ago when you were going through that wilderness, when you were going through that dry spell and didn't think that you were getting anything out of it. So I always tell people, no matter what, no matter if you feel like you're getting anything out of reading or your prayer life or not, uh, it's not about it's not about feeling. You know, it's about filling yourself and and the Lord is going to use it. You know, he said Mm -hmm. that his word will will not return to him void. So everything that we're devouring, everything that we're taking in, it's going to come out and it's going to come to life for us whenever he's ready for it to do so. Yeah, dude, I'll use an example real quick of that. Of You're talking about speaking to someone and then. Some six months ago, you start to pour it out. So we did man camp in April, and I remember sitting in the, the wilderness, uh, and I still got the stick in my office where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm looking at all the dead things around me, you know, the tree limbs that fell and all this stuff. And without that life source from the roots, from the water, everything was dead on the earth, on the ground, the leaves. And I pick up a stick and I just kind of start to look at it, and the Lord starts to speak to me about John 15, abide in me, you know, abide in me, because basically without abiding in Christ we're lifeless, bro. We, we, that is our life source. So of course, you know, that ministered to me at the time, but little did I know, um, <laughs> what I'm going through now, mm. you know, the first, first, this has been two months now, the first month was super, super hard, but I started to go back to that forest in April that I walked on and walked on these dead leaves and all these things. And I remembered that stick. And I remember the word from the Lord of abide in me. Cause there was moments where I just wanted to man, just rage out and all this stuff, but the Lord would still whisper to me, abide in me. So it's like in April, he's ministering to me for the season I'm going through now for this wilderness. I'm going through now, Chad, listen, like you said, I am the bread of life. Mm-hmm. Um, always abide in me, no matter what you're going through. So it's really helped minister to me through this season, but also, I may have mentioned last week that, that you know, I, I've noticed uh, a few friends or guys I haven't seen since high school, bro, coming up to me and talking to me. I, I haven't seen them or messaging me, not knowing what I was going through at the time, but yeah. starting to spill out their life story of, hey, man, I'm, I'm um, going through a bad breakup or I'm going through a divorce or I'm going through this. And I start I'm sitting back going, man, how can I how can I minister to these guys when I'm going through what I'm going through? Mm-hmm. But you can. Yeah. You know, you really can. So it's been it's been pretty amazing to see what what Abba is doing uh, in this season. Amen. Amen. I believe uh, I believe that's a good note to wrap on today. But uh, yes, sir. uh, For anybody out there, uh, if you are in the Benton, Cleveland, Tennessee area, uh, we would love to have you come and join us Sunday evenings, uh, youth 12 and up. Uh, at 5 p.m. and then worship around 6 p.m. Uh, it's at the Boys and Girls Club, 280 Campbell Road, Benton, Tennessee. Uh, we would love for you to come and join us and just join the family and and let the Lord pour into you. Um, and then, you know, I'm excited about what you and Alex are going to get going. I, I really believe that the Lord's going to use that in a mighty way. And yeah. um, so – just look forward to, you know, we've, we've always said more, Lord, more. 
And mm-hmm. even through seasons where we don't understand what's going on, he's still pouring in. He's still oh, yeah. pouring in. And on the other side of it, we're coming out saying, wow, I see what you did right there, Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. You just got to keep pressing in, dude, to keep waiting upon the Lord. And that's really what's been on my heart, man. It's, uh, what's next? You know, more, Lord, more. You got to be careful when you pray that because <laughs> there's times that there'll, there'll be a lot more than you think you can handle, but he's he's walking through it with you. So just stay encouraged. If you listen to this, you're going through something, stay encouraged, stay in the word, fellowship with one another. Don't close yourself off. Mm-hmm. And then for me, um, I believe I'll get the exact date and all that start location, but October 30th in Burlington, North Carolina, doing another faith force event with Jeff, my buddy, Jeff and Alex and a few other gentlemen, uh, where we get a chance to share the gospel to church. So it's my first ministry, um, well, church ministry opportunity since, well, getting back into it since, you know, August. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to take, uh, take what the Lord been preaching to me and, and help others. Amen. All right. Everybody, we love you. We thank you for joining us today. You have any questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, or praise reports, email us, wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 